0: You're listening to the Video Marketing Podcast, helping you go a little more viral every day. Here's your host, Matt Johnston.
1: All right, welcome to the Video Marketing Podcast. I'm Matt Johnston, very excited to have you here today because we're gonna be talking about how to capture customer stories. Don't call them testimonials, or so I and Garlick will, will, will tell us after this, but um, similar similar idea here. customer uh, Customer stories that drive serious business for you. And I can tell you from experience with clients that I've had and myself, there is nothing more powerful than social proof. And when you have video social proof and you can actually make that connection with people directly, it really makes a huge difference. So I'm super excited to dig into this stuff with Ian today. How are you doing? Thanks for being here.
0: Oh, thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Uh, Yeah, I love it. I love it. I'm excited to uh, talk to you. I've been TikToking ever since last time we talked. So I'm excited to to
1: talk a little bit about what I know about. <laughs> <laughs> to tick tock about the stuff you know about. Yeah, yeah. Ian, uh, Ian was was uh, was was nice enough to to uh, to have me on his as part of his Giants of Video panel, which is is, is it going on now? It's going, it's going on, going on now, right, right, now. right now.
0: Giantsofvideo.com. dot com. It's free to sign up. Forty five plus experts on every type of video. I've been doing video marketing for. Thirteen years, so like you have big background in it, and um, I was lucky enough to get people on LinkedIn, YouTube, YouTube Live, uh, pretty much anything. And then I, I got introduced to you for TikTok, and I was like, "This is amazing!" At first, I was like, "TikTok, let's see what he has to say," and then I'm like, "TikTok, this is awesome!"
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I tell everybody. I did a big webinar on it in the social media marketing in the in social media examiners paid group yesterday and there was, you know, people with resistance coming in. I'm like, listen, guys, every time I do a webinar on this, I convince everybody to go on it. So watch out, but you don't have to dance. Uh, but yeah, anyway, who are <laughs> there's some big names there. It's free, right? So it's kind of a no brainer. What, yeah. uh, what, but aren't there some really big, you have Daniel Harmon, right? Who he's Daniel Harmon, Harmon
0: brothers. I mean, Harmon brothers, and he di- dissects how he's how they use Facebook ads to test out every part of the video before launching a YouTube video. And it was a super interesting conversation that I love. Wait, wait, wait,
1: say that again, say what what, he does
0: what? So use Facebook AB testing to test out headlines, test out creative, test out every single part of the video before making the YouTube video.
1: Oh, interesting. Yeah, it's- I I, I gotta check that out. I gotta check check it out. out. That's super cool.
0: It's really cool because he's like, man, I wouldn't, he's like, I'd be scared. You know, there's big agencies that do video and just are creative and don't do any testing. He's like, I'd be scared to do that. And these are guys, you know, that create real genuine viral videos. I mean, billions of views. And um, yeah, Daniel Harmon, Rick Cesari, who did Sonicare, um, you know, George Foreman Grill. He talks about customer stories and like man on the street stuff. Tom Breeze, who's like the master of YouTube ads. Um, Joel Irway, who's master of webinars, um, Onyx Singhal, old school internet marketer who's, you know, million plus Facebook followers. Jeez. You know, Jesse Minch, who's on, who I love, um, you know, that you've had on, he's on there. He introduced us. Yeah. It's 45, 46 experts. We got someone on TV. We've got AJ Wilcox doing LinkedIn video ads. Um, with mm, yeah, he's good. Stuff. He knows
1: his stuff. Yep.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. So, uh, it's, it's genuinely, I just got a message through here, Adam Lyons, who is a, he was a former dating expert, but he's worked on discovery, discovery TV. Um, he's a psychology hacker, but he's on talking about his live stream method. Literally. I just saw a message pop up from Facebook. So like, Oh my God, I can't believe this. Content. Oh, cool.
1: So oh, and I uh, see Jason Swank too. Right. Uh, yeah, Jason Swank. A lot of us know Jason Swank in my community. In uh, some, I-, I came up through like uh cat howls like agency community uh at one point and a lot of us know jason yeah uh, because he was part of one of the yeah so anyway let's let's get let's get right into the into the value here definitely check that out though y'all because it's free so i don't really see any reason not to so giantsofvideo.com yeah i'm just looking at the i'm looking at the lineup here so that's what it is. all right so let's dive in customer stories i've talked about this a lot myself um about testimonial videos because i'm i'm a big and and i get a little bit power crazy with this stuff because i know that i have this unique power as an interviewer to make people cry and i get very (laughs) uh i get very weird about letting other people do these interviews and of course i do because i just don't don't have time at this point but i think the point of that The big takeaway here is how do you lead with empathy in these customer testimonial videos so it feels completely about them and not about you and so that customers are able to see themselves inside of that. I know Ayn and I are are, are on the same page. I think before Mm -hmm. we jump into that, just quickly, how did you get into this world of video?
0: Yeah, so I've always kind of been into film and video, loved it. Um, and I've always been into marketing, but I've, I've done a lot of different stuff. Um, I worked for a hedge fund as a trader. I, uh, you know, worked in restaurants, i worked in bars. Um, and then I was in commercial real estate in New York city. And I mean, I I managed to pick like always the worst time to get into stuff. like, so I was a hedge fund trader in 99 and you know, 97 as everything collapsed and then worked at least I'm not working in restaurants right now. I'm sorry for everyone that's working in restaurants, <laughs> but, um, uh, then I, I worked in commercial real estate and, you know, I saw the collapse coming cause it was just crazy in 2007 in New York city. Um, and I started to, but I was always good at marketing. So I start. I went to work for a fortune 50 company as a marketing consultant, um, uh, as a legal for an legal field. And then YouTube, and I was really big into SEO, and YouTube was purchased by Google. And I knew instantly, I was like, this is it, because we're gonna be able to get everyone's story out there and get it in front of the right people. Because if you combine search and video, you're really gonna connect people on a whole different level. And that's really where I started doing a lot of video, video storytelling for businesses and help help really grow a lot of business. And I use that word authentically, Because it's, it's, it's really about, you know, it's not just about getting clients. It's about getting the right clients and the right people to watch your videos and watch through them. And, you know, my clients over the years are like, man, people walk in and they feel like I'm their best friend. I'm like, yeah, that's, that's when you do it right. That's what should be happening. So I've been doing it now for, you know, close to 13 years. Um, and you know, over time really got known for two things customer stories, because like you, it was, I, I was able to get that emotion out and I really back tested a lot of the stuff that I was doing naturally. And I love to interview people. And then also the about us video, um, which be, the way we got into that was because we went and did analysis of websites. Cause we also ran a lot of websites to deliver the video and the about us is always the second most used page on a website. And people always just throw up like a really stupid a bio or something and it's the second most used page on the website because this is how people use it. A website is they go to the homepage. They're like, Oh, they know, they know, they understand what I, they understand my problem. And now, okay, let me dive a little deeper how they fix that problem. What's that process? Okay. Now who are these people? Right. And then what do they do after that? They go to the contact page. So we started really optimizing these about us videos and that's the two things really we've been known for, but the customer stories, what we call video case stories, the most powerful video out there. It's one video that you can use in every point of the journey. And so we've really gotten known that for that, honed that process down. I'm a very big process person too. So because I always knew that I can't do everything. And that's what we've been training people on the process all around the world too
1: okay, great so 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 let's talk about these customer these customer stories. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, everybody should have them, so I don't think it's worth it's worth talking about, you know, are you a business that needs one? everybody should have them. Uh, I think that there's a lot of uh there's a lot of weird stuff around them right now, like people are like, you know from a production standpoint. A lot of folks. I mean, first of all, they don't know how to get higher level, higher quality versions of them. They're also not sure if they need them, and I think that that's that's certainly true some of the time. And so, I think the question is, how do you know what type of customer story you need to actually pursue?
0: Sure. I mean, that's an incredible question. It's a very important question uh, because people. I want to step back and just preface that by how important. You know, we say we know it's important but how much time do you spend, how much time do people spend collecting these, right? How much time do they spend thinking about which ones I need? I've seen people spend weeks on a logo and then like, oh, I'm gonna send some videographer out to shoot my customer stories, right? No one's gonna remember your logo. You should be dedicating time to these stories. Now, which ones do you need? That depends on, you know, A, what your goals are. You know, what your goals are, what types of business do you want? And where are you working on in that customer journey? Do you need more conversion? Do you want to increase your profits? Do you need traffic? Because those stories are different, right? Because it tilts on what part of the process. Like when we do a customer story video, we're doing 20 to 30 minute interview with these people. Obviously you're not putting 20 to 30 minutes out, but you need to know those things. So that's where it starts is really knowing where And then you should just always, I say it's the ABCs of storytelling is always be collecting. You should always be collecting those stories and collect them over and over and over again. Don't wait because you don't know what's going to happen to that customer. You don't know what's going to happen to your client. They might become unhappy. They might forget. They might be excited now and not excited later. So get them right now.
1: Yeah. So, so that's the, that's the thing that people often come up against. I hear this all the time. So any advice you have, I think would be really helpful for people to hear. When do you ask these people for customer stories and how do you get them to do it? Because these are two things that just constantly are coming up. I mean, I've just heard it. I've just heard this from so many people in, in, in B2B particularly. Mm
0: -hmm. Oh, in B2B. So like there's a few different things there. Um, I want to talk about, where do we need? To, what parts do we need to tell a story about? You should always be asking, you should, I mean, and especially in B2B, you should always be talking to your customers. Uh, Joey Coleman was on, and um, on the Giants of Video, incredible speaker, ne- and wrote "Never Lose a Customer Again." You know, and a five percent increase in your customer happiness will lead to a twenty-five to one hundred percent increase in profits. And uh, just sit, think about that for a second. Five percent increase, and we're. Try- we're- fighting for, you know, doubling our traffic to increase profits 5%. So by listening to your customers and going, Hey, how is this part of the process? Especially in B2B, always be talking to your customers and, and each point along the way, be ready to just ask them, be like, Hey, how's it going? Oh, I going well, you know, it's going well. And if they're at that point, well, that was awesome. An awesome experience. Now ask the story. We asked that, you know, out of our onboarding. So you can find, we'll have stories about onboarding. We'll have stories about halfway through the process. We'll have stories about finishing. We'll have stories about the sales process. And that's the key is you're like, hey, would you mind just 10 minutes telling me your story? Because that's why I don't ever ask for testimonials because when you ask for testimonials, A, someone's gonna talk about you, and B, they're gonna, if, if, they, if you did an awesome job, they're gonna wanna say the best thing ever and they're gonna get nervous. So the more they love you, the harder it's gonna be. So if you're just like, hey, would you mind telling your story? And you can do this, obviously now people are used to on Zoom. You can do it over a phone call and get audio. This is something that we do. We get audio and then we add text over it and add video over it. And you've got a customer story. And if it needs mm. to be anonymous in the B2B space, you can do that and have an anonymous one. And here's the thing. Even if you're planning on sending a video team out there, I do this a lot. You can, you can get them ready by doing a 20-minute interview ahead of time and you have more content and that story is going to change anyway. So that's what, you know, know that whole customer story and install in your process, asking them, communicating with your clients and asking and talking to them and going, Hey, how's it going? Oh, it's going great. Oh really? Would you mind talking about that for 15, 20 minutes? Now you don't want to do it to each person every single time, but it should be installed in there as part of the process.
1: So wait, I want to drill down on this because you're saying don't ask for testimonials, but do ask for customer stories. So uh, I think that some people are probably confused. Help, help, help us here. Help us get this more. What, what do we ask for? When do we ask for it? and why don't we want testimonials? You're saying, I think because if I'm hearing you, right, it's because they'll talk about you. And even though you think you want them to talk about you, you don't want them to talk about us. You want them to talk about themselves more.
0: Exactly. You want them to talk about themselves. Uh-huh. You want them to talk about their experience no one wants to hear besides Matt, no one wants to hear that Matt's awesome. <laughs> Matt, you are awesome. But no one's gonna also pay attention to that, right? If you put on your website, Matt's awesome, Matt's awesome, I'm like of course he's gonna put on there, Matt's awesome. But if you put someone's story, it's like, hey, you know what? I was trying to figure out if I even needed TikTok, if I even if it was even gonna work. And not only did I Matt show me what to do, but it made me like it changed it because also we had all this organic traffic that we never had before right i'm barely talking about matt but i'm talking about my story but if you ask for a testimonial it's like oh matt's awesome you'll see this all the time when people ask you can tell someone ask for a testimonial they'll be like matt was great you know the process was awesome matt's company is great the pricing was fantastic and it's like eh, that doesn't drive me at all but you need that empathy. And so you need a story out of it. So I need to know who this person is. Why are they like me? And that's why I want to ask them for their story. Because when that's what immediately everyone thinks of a testimonial as me talking about you
1: mm-hmm.
0: and, and that mm-hmm. emp, you're not going to get that empathetic story without asking for a story.
1: Mm. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. So you actually ask for it at different points in the process mm-hmm. in order yeah. to get that.
0: Yeah. I want to get them used to talking to me about their story. So I'm like,
1: yeah. How do you incentivize them? Like, how do you, how do you, how do you get them to do it? And, 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 well, let's just start there.
0: (laughs) Yeah. It, it, well, you know, when someone's really excited, if you've done a great job, you can tell. And just like when you, if you either send out MPS scores and promoter scores and, you know, real quick one through 10, if someone gets nine or 10, Hey, do you mind just hopping on the phone for a minute? And I can ask you about your story. If you have a sales team, uh, you know, you can incentivize and say, hey, this is part or my customer service team. You can say, hey, this is part of my bonus and make it part of their bonus. And they can say it's part of my bonus. You're like, hey, would you mind just tell me about your story? And th- that's the best way I've found is, you know, is do that. But you can also just be like, hey, you know, if you don't have that, and if you're a solopreneur, um, say, you know what, your story is really, really important to me. Instead of saying your testimonial, your story is really important to me. Would you mind just Mm. telling me, talking for a few minutes about it? And they will do it because they want to help you too. And most people want to tell their story.
1: Mm. Everyone wants
0: to tell their story, but no one wants to do a testimonial.
1: Right, right. So... How, how are we doing these? I mean, do you, do you ever, I mean, obviously you have sort of an agency where you do this for companies. So I would assume that most of these are pretty high produced. But I think also j- just to boil down on in general, how this process can work. Uh, I mean, do, do, do you think there is possibility for success in this like recorded on your own way of telling a story?
0: Oh yeah, yeah, I mean, I think there is, you have to ask the right questions. You know, you can't just be like, here's a testimonial. You want to know who you, you want to say, you know, who you are and why, why, what was your problem and why, why were you doing it? Cause you want to have the three C's of storytelling, you know, connection, conflict and conclusion then, and then you want to get that out of them. So you can get that. And there is a room for that, especially if you're doing it at scale, all right? If you're doing it at scale and you're getting 50 reviews a day. That is the way to do it. And then you, fi- you sort through the, the good ones. But, um, you know, or you can send them the questions and say, hey, would you just mind making me a quick video answering these questions? You can definitely do it that way. It's, it's you know, like my shirt, shirt says version done is better than version none. And then you fi- if you find that super compelling story, then you can send out the video team. Then you can send out the, the people because it's worth it.
1: Mm -hmm. So I think the important thing here that I think everybody should take away, if I'm hearing you right, is that you need to be able to set them up for success. If you're going to be, if you're going to be asking them to do this testimonial on their own, because they're not going to know what to say. And even if they do, it probably won't be amazing. So Mm -hmm. you have to sort of guide them. Right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, you know if you really even if you really want decent you should have someone that's really good at asking questions on the other side you know we were talking about that before the power of asking the right questions and timing and stuff you can get out a better story even if you have that list of questions
1: right so 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 just to get this laid out there for everybody so that people can take this and use it what are those right questions so you want to know
0: first of all like i I talked about the connection why should I care about you? And this is where that comes back to that planning stage, right? Who do we want as a client and what are the common features that they have? And, and so we want to ask questions about that. Like, you know, if, if you know you were going to work with moms and, and you know, that have two kids and work from home, you want them to talk, talk about that. So you want to ask questions about that thing. Um, and then you want to ask questions about one of the big things I w- is like, you know, what, what, what's going on in your life right then? What was happening in your life right then? Cause we want that common situation that the thing that, and then we talk about what the problem was. What was that problem that arose? When did you first know that you had a problem? When did you know you needed help with that? And what, you know, what were your problems with finding help with that? You know, you can get really deep into it and you, this is as, obviously, as you know, it's a conversational thing. So you're not going to ask, we have like 30 questions we have. We just don't ask all of them. Um, you can get into that conflict one of the big th- questions that you can ask, that's a really smart one. That's tough. Is you ask, you know, what were the initial hesitations with working with me and what were some of the problems that you had and how did we overcome them? Because that really brings an authenticity to it. It's like, Oh, there were some issues here. Um, but you had that conflict. And then you get into the conclusion of, you know, what it was, what, how did it work? How did, how is this working now? And, um, not only that conclusion of how is it working now and how do you feel now, but what's, you can even do that, you know, like, what do you see as life like now? Because the big thing about storytelling is it's a transformation. So you want to make sure at the end you have that kind of transformational question. You can keep it down to three simple questions being like, hey, can you tell us a little bit who you are and what you do and what was your problem and how did, you know, how was it solved and how was the solution? But the deeper questions will get you a better story.
1: Okay, so I think, that, I think that helps. So it helps us carve out that story. It sounds to me like what you're saying, and this is what we've been doing in my company as well, uh, every time that we need to get testimonials, and we do, this is something we, we've started working into all of our packages when we work with clients is that we have to secure two video testimonials for them. Like that's just part of the deal because uh, mm-hmm. I just won't run funnels without them anymore because <laughs> they work so well. Uh, but we, yeah, we, we get on zoom interviews and I think that people get really like bent out of shape about like, uh, oh, the quality and like all this stuff. And, and it might feel like too much work for you or somebody else or anything. But I think at the end of the day, that's the way to go. And then, you know, I mean, just, just to make it practical because, because again, because this allows you to be responsive and, you know, I, I wish that it was easy to like, have a course that I could create or something or that you could create on like how to ask the right questions. It's so hard because it's so instinctual and responsive uh, to like the actual moment that you're in. Uh, But at the same time, uh, I think it's important that you're there and listening and present. So if you're in a Zoom interview, you're able to do it. And so just record it, it's free to record on Zoom, go to speaker view, don't have it on gallery view, put it on speaker view and then you can throw it in a video editor and crop it around and then you've got your person on screen because just like I said my entire darn book, like it's about what you say, it's about the story, not about the way that it looks. It's not about the video part of the video, it's about Mm -hmm. the storytelling. So if you can just get those sound bites, you know, if you can just get those sound bites, then, then I think it'll make a huge difference. Mm-hmm. Now, one of the things that's, that, that, that's interesting is that these videos will work differently on different platforms. So, mm-hmm. how do you, so, so do you create multiple versions, usually, of these, of these testimonials, of these customer stories?
0: 100%, we create multiple versions. We take, depending, depending on where it goes in the funnel, we, we, you know, where is it going in the store? If it's early on, it should be all about that customer and you should have like a lot of curiosity and conflict. If it's further on, it should be closer, more about, you know, what, how it, the process worked. The length will, you know, early on, you can go with like a shorter 20, 30 second clip, you know, some of that micro content and do multiple versions of it, obviously like portrait, landscape. And same thing for, early, Further on, we were just talking about today is like, you know, how we pull out these clips and use them in different ways. You should be splicing and dicing these things over and over and over again in different ways. And, you know, once we get back to trade shows, once we get back to having people in your office, they're an amazing thing to have there too. playing, reinforcing how great you are and engaging people too, that in in giving that social proof in real time.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think uh, what, I, what, what I always try to do is one, I do try to make what to some marketers might seem like an unsexy customer story, which is like two minutes long that tells like a story. Um, mm-hmm. I do use this sometimes on Facebook in advertising funnels because it will still convert. Trust me, I know this. It will still convert, but it also works great on your website to have this story that feels very editorial. It should feel like content. That's how Mm -hmm. I feel about it. It should feel like content, not a testimonial. It should feel like a piece of content that could stand alone. Right.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. And here's a crazy ninja trick. I don't even know if it's a ninja trick, but uh, you know, when it comes to also YouTube optimization, because I really big into YouTube SEO, um, it's watch time and percent viewed are big, big triggers and you could have a TikTok marketing agency video and you know if even if it was super interesting and super valuable you're still gonna have people that drop off but if you have a really compelling story people are gonna sit and watch that whole thing and what happens you get that total view time that compelling story and you're gonna get higher rankings than anything else so uh, you should also be optimizing these stories for that but like you said editorial thinking good, good storytelling. Um, and you know, I, we talk, I talked to you about Paul Zach before. Paul Zach is an expert in empathy and what he calls the moral molecule, which is the oxytocin and, um, oxytocin and cortisol when, when the story, he actually did a study, which I love. And he talks about on the giants of video, but where he actually drew blood, and show different video stories. And like the stronger the dramatic arc, the higher the empathy level, which empathy is measured by oxytocin and cortisol coming together at a certain level. <laughs> I know it's is kind of geeky, but um, what was crazy and you talk about empathy is this, that more you drive empathy, the more people make positive decisions for anything. So I can show you a, bit, a really compelling story, like you're talking about editorial story that, has nothing to do with what I'm going to ask you to. And he's, they prove this. So it's like, I can show you the story about a kid and his dad and then ask you for money over here about something completely different. And you're going to increase it. I think like 50% positive response, just by increasing empathy in that way. So sorry to go off on tangent. I'm just a big, Empathy no, fans. that's
1: interesting. I don't know much about that stuff. I mean, in, in the book, I talk a little bit about mirror neurons um, and how fascinating they are. That there's actually something inside of our anatomy that is wired for empathy, uh, which is which is I just think fascinating. I've never heard of this oxytocin and cortisol thing. Cortisol is the stress hormone. Why yep. do I want to? Why, why I don't want that to go anywhere. I want that to go away. Anyway, well, I guess I should have him on the podcast so we can talk about that more. It's fascinating stuff, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Empathy is empathy is not just happiness.
0: It's you know, if like when sure. you feel feel for someone, you feel both compassionate, but also you feel like their stress, right? So mm, that's that's very why, interesting. Very yeah. interesting.
1: Yeah, I like that. I like that a lot. That's awesome so we're going out there and asking them very specific things we're trying to actually get in a room with them and do a zoom interview rather than sending them instructions on email and telling them to shoot it themselves i think these are all really good takeaways i think everybody can start taking those away now i think that's great um and uh we're we're talking about structuring these videos differently making them their own specific unique pieces of content across all of these platforms uh so uh are there, do you actually edit these videos differently for the different platforms? I know that this is something that my team does when we do them, like, you know, we'll, you know, my, my whole hero system in my book, you know, like hooks need to be different on YouTube than they need to be on Facebook and Instagram. And so I'll rearrange sound bites and everything to sort of, I'll, and I'll add text on screen headlines and everything as well. So it feels like a piece of content. Do you do that as well?
0: Oh, 100%, 100%, mm. it, you, need to, you need to know the platform because it's you know it looks weird when you throw a YouTube video straight up into Instagram stories, right? <laughs> and also from just a content standpoint, we're, we're using platforms in a different way. I go to YouTube, it's an intention-based platform. I have intent of going and finding information there. Facebook is an attention, I am just wanna be distracted, see what my friends are doing, watch cat videos. So the, yeah, I definitely have to format different.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so when should we, and how should we, and why should we go after more highly produced customer story videos? Because that will involve resource. So Mm -hmm. how, why, when?
0: Um, I think when you find those really powerful stories that, you know, and you find two or three of them, they're great then to have, and you can incorporate them so well into like a little more highly produced videos uh, and really tell even longer format stories. Because if it's visually entertaining as well and it's beautiful, you can go a little bit longer, have a little more attention time, a little bit more engaging with the other senses, add good music. um, You know, and that's another great one on Giants of Video, not to plug it too much, but Michael Donaldson's on there. We talk about music as brand, and you can you know, start to have this multi-faceted branding because you can have a better B-roll and better visuals and better color and, and more engaging video visually. So at that point, especially if you're gonna use it in a lot of campaigns, I'd, be, I'd have at least one or two of those videos on deck. And when you, and the great part is that you find those through those Zoom. So you never know what someone's gonna be like on video. They might be, I, I've encountered this so many times, where like they, they might be the most amazing person in real life. I've you know, worked with litigation attorneys that in real life can speak in front of a jury and you know, save someone's life. They get in front of a camera and they're like stuttering and frustrated. So that's where that Zoom thing comes in. And when you find a few of them, you set them up and, and you get the longer format. And you can use those then. Those are great everywhere. Those are great on your website. Those are great in your About Us. Those are great to mail out to and be engaging
1: so mm, yeah yeah that's that's a great point to sort of uh, audition somebody in the zoom interview format because you never know so what do we what do we want to make sure we do from a production standpoint out there we want to make sure that we're capturing other b-roll besides the actual interview right so we want to mm-hmm. get them around doing stuff what other types of things are on your mind from a production standpoint if you're gonna put the resources into that because I mean, some people are, don't have the video background and so they might send people out there and they just, they don't know what they're getting, right? Yep. When they send people out into the world to record these customer stories. So what should we be looking for?
0: Well, if you send people out, I mean, that's, we started storycruise.com. We train people in this, um, videographers around the world because it, you're, there can be beautiful filmmakers, but not know how to get that story. So, um, it's a good resource, but it, you know, one things you want to make sure is you want someone that understands your business and what your business goals are. If they don't ask you that stuff, what you're going to use this for, because how can they lead the conversation if they don't know that? Because you want someone that can lead the conversation. You want someone that's going to have, have interview skills like we've talked about. I mean, those are the two most important things because you can get okay video. Um, I would want a two camera setup as well because you want to have some, like a tight shot on the face. And, because if you get a good interviewer, we've talked about it before, you can get someone to cry. You can get someone to have that emotional response. And if you can get that, man, that is powerful, powerful stuff. I've, you know, when I get those for people from my clients and we get those, and that's why people fly me around to do these is because we can get that emotional response. Then that tells a whole nother story, but that's why you want to have a camera tight on their face, camera wide, um, and then B roll, you know, from a production standpoint, that's it. But I would start with someone that making sure if you're sending someone out, they know your business, know what your goal are, and are, have good interview experience.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And always shoot in 24 FPS so it looks nicer.
0: Yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. Just a little thing that people don't even know they can do on their iPhones and make it look like a movie out of nowhere. Yep. Uh, but, uh, okay, yeah. And, and and let me just expand on this a little bit for people because I have a lot of experience here in this sort of interviewing realm. Uh, the here, here's how I conduct these like any interview with anybody first I'll spend the first five minutes that I get in the room with them warming them up like crazy and I'll just be like getting to know them hey what's going on like where are you from and then I'll just like try to strike empathy right off the bat like I try to get past small talk really fast because we'll like he'll mention something and I'll just like i'll I'll tell a personal story or something like really make a connection with them so there's true connection because Mm -hmm. here's the thing when i walk into interviews i know that i'm going to twist the knife uh so the, the 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 deeper rapport that we can build and i've interviewed tons of celebrities and stuff like that and i've done the same process same process I did with Anne Hathaway, I would do with like some customer sitting here, right? Like warm them up, cause I'm gonna twist the knife later and then they're gonna understand and respect me more when I get there, right? So then I always ask them softball questions. Um, mm-hmm. And then I, I usually don't plan out anything personally. Like after that, I just try to listen for the moments, like like I let them do their thing. So So first everybody will come in there to every interview you have with them, and they'll have a script in their head of what they're going to tell you. Like they've decided, mm-hmm. right? I'm sure you've seen this as well. No, right? 100%. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, I they, tell them not they, to, no matter how much you tell of them course. not to. Yeah.
1: <laughs> right, I usually let them go through it, which, which is basically like their own. Like everybody has a a PR agent like sitting on their on their shoulder that they don't know about, or like the secret PR agent in their brand that uh, has spent too much time on Instagram and <laughs> wants to look like exactly the way they want the world to see them instead of the way that they really are. So, uh, so I so, so they'll, they'll they'll go and tell this really super fast story that glosses over everything interesting, and then what we'll do is we'll go back. I'll go back into that and sort of dig down a little bit and, and explore very specific moments, right? It's almost like, uh, you know, there's like this timeline, right? Of like the whole, the whole of, of like, uh, of like 100 years. And you're like, okay, let's go back and look at 1920 really closely. And then what I'll do is I'll, I'll ask how and why questions like, so let's talk again about the moment you fell off mm-hmm. that bike how did you feel when you got yes. up from that, right? And then they'll say, oh, like, like what, what did your parents say when they saw you, you know, right? And so questions like that, where I'm clearly trying to like break their script and they have to get, like they get knocked back a little bit, right? Um, and so then I find moments to sort of twist the knife a little bit because there's always like emotional moments that people don't, and I'm, it's not like a bad thing to twist the knife. I mean, there's never it gonna be bad. empathy. <laughs> It does sound bad. I know it sounds bad. I should probably think of a better way to do it, uh, right? Because it's like, I'm already stabbing the knife. Why am I too like, why is the knife even there in the first place? I don't know how else, I don't know how else to say it, right? Uh, but I always bring up this example of when I interviewed this. Uh, I, I, was, I was in Switzerland interviewing all of these Paralympians. And uh, there was this one uh, Mexican monoskier. And we went through, we did his whole story. And, you know, all, all of these Paralympians have told their stories a million times. Um, and in monoskiing, it means that they can't use their legs. So they're all in these, uh, these, these, these monoskis and they're skiing and they're, they, they can't use their legs. So everybody has a story and they've all been through this a million times. So he was telling his story and everything. And he, what happened was he fell off of his like B, he was trying to do a BMX jumping trick at 14 years old and it didn't go so well. And he became paralyzed, um, for the, for the rest of his life from the waist down. And he'd never, and of course when he first told me this story, he was like, so uh, when I was 14 years old, I was just, I was trying to do this trick on my bike and I just got on and I was going fast and I just went, leapt right over and I just fell a little short of the cliff I was trying to jump on and I just tumbled down. And before I knew it, you know, I was just, I ended up being paralyzed and that changed the rest of my life. And so eventually I got into Paralympics and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay, hold on. So then I went back and so that we could examine that moment. Right. And, and it came out I knew that he had a really strong relationship with his mother because we would talked about that. And I, you know, we just started talking about these moments and I basically, he admitted and I could tell cause I made him go back into this moment. I could tell that he was skipping something in his life and I went mm-hmm. back to that moment. Right. And I, I could tell that he admitted to me in that moment, for the first time he'd ever admitted to anybody that he thought about taking his own life during this one year period after he crashed because he didn't think that there was a purpose. He did not think mm. there was a purpose. And I said, did, did your mother know that you had these thoughts? And he started breaking down crying and he was like, nobody knew, nobody knew. And I was like, you've never told this to anybody before. Right? Mm. And like that ended up being the interview. Ugh. But if we'd never gotten there, like if I just asked him, what's your story? What do you do? How'd you get where you are? What's your problem? How'd you solve it? Like they would never do that. You need to sort of re-examine those moments. So that's my little monologue about that. I feel very strongly about this though. And I, yeah. and I think it's important. I think it's super, super important. And it does take some bravery, but man, I mean, the, the, there's such huge gains. I mean, it's almost not worth doing a customer story if you're not going to do the work of finding the emotional storytelling in.
0: Oh, I agree. I mean, you know, I think everyone should be doing it. But you made a, a huge point that like people will spend, you know, twenty thousand dollars on this video team, and they'll find someone that has the fanciest camera. But I'm like that you, having someone that's going to have that skill set that you just described. It and it's such a subtle skill set, but it is the most powerful thing out there. Is going to transform your business. And you know, the big comparison I always make in this is. Let's, do you know the ventures of Pluto Nash? Do you remember that? Most people I've heard don't. of it. I don't yeah. think
1: it's a, it a book series or something? No, it was
0: a movie was by a Eddie movie? Murphy. Oh, like I, 2001. Haven't read it I haven't seen it. No one has. They spent $250 <laughs> million on it. Best everything except for storytelling, right? They didn't get the storytelling. Then you look at paranormal activity $15,000, $93 million in revenue because they got the storytelling down. And if you can find someone that can find the story, that's why people should spend money. If you find someone that a decent story, go spend the money and get a great interviewer to find those moments, to get that emotional response that you just talked about. Because I mean, you were telling that story and I just got goosebumps, right? I could feel it, I could be there. And no, it didn't matter to the video equipment, you could have been doing that on your iPhone. Anyway, sorry, I, I, I get on my on my high horse about the video.
1: Equipment. No, it's true. It's. It's, it's true. Uh, it's, it, it's, it's, it's hard sometimes to market intellectual property like that, right? <laughs> I mean, it's You know, like how, how you value and, and a lot of people, because it's a very behind the scenes activity, people don't really understand what the difference is between good and bad. You know, I mean, even when the finished product comes out, like that's how the sausage is made. And so hiring someone to make the sausage becomes a different becomes difficult right like how do we know who makes better sausage than than someone else you don't know until you're in the sausage factory what a bad metaphor i am rolling with right now all right anyway thank you so much ian i think i think this is great value for everybody i know that everybody watching this uh live or or listening to this podcast uh is likely uh needs to leverage customer stories in in their business or for the company they work for, or whatever it may be. So super useful. Where can we find out more about you?
0: So yeah, you can go to, I mean, if you want to sign up for the Giants of Video Series, it's amazing. If you're listening to this later on, we're going gonna to be ongoing. We're going to do it again. Um, I just always want to be finding the latest tactics, but also uh, storycruise.com is where you can find my contact. You can find the garlic marketing show. Storycruise.com is where you can find videographers trained in this. I just want to say one more thing though about customer stories. Mm-hmm. Just one added bonus to this
1: mm-hmm. is
0: mm-hmm. every one of you is an entrepreneur. We're all entrepreneurs. We all have those days where everyone's like, nothing's working. Nothing's going right. Where customers say, I, you suck and I hate you. And having those customer story videos Will transform you and your team because you can always go to them and watch them. And remember that you did a good thing. So I just wanted to leave it at that too. It's it's that's a priceless value of them. So that's they, great.
1: You know, yeah, yeah. No, no. That's that. I mean, we do it in my company with new employees. We sort of show them some of that stuff to just get them all jacked up about working with yeah. us. So yeah it's 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 cool like when you when, when you can truly change people's lives uh it's it's huge well thank you so much ian yeah definitely go check it out i mean it's a free it's a free thing i mean you might as well register right so so yeah. head on into that so that's the giants of online video and uh thanks again so much for for being here everybody on the podcast if you got value today i really hope you did please do leave us a review Uh, and and subscribe. Subscribe. Please do. I'm I'm trying to bring you value every single week, every single Friday. I'm busting my butt to bring you more valuable content. What are you doing? I mean, you're listening, so I'm like (laughs) preaching to the choir. I should be telling this to somebody else. Have an amazing day, everybody. I will talk to you soon. Cheers.